Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Cusp podcast, your place for raising body confident and body aware daughters, teaching our girls all the things we wish we were taught and more. I'm Melina, mother to three, wife and founder of Beyond the Cusp Workshops to empower your daughter to be comfortable with her first period, understand her menstrual cycle and welcome her into becoming a young woman. Each week, we'll be speaking about ways to empower our girls to love and trust their bodies like never before. Thanks for being with me. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode three of Beyond the Cast podcast. I hope you've all had a good week. I am excited to get into this one today because we are talking about puberty and we're talking about looking out for when your daughter will first start her period. So, um, you know, no one knows for sure when a, when a girl is going to start her first period, but there are definitely signs that we can use, um, that we can monitor and um, we can get a gauge for, for where she is at in her um, with her puberty and with her the changes she's going through. So I'm going to talk about seven different signs that are showing that her period is going to start soon. So keeping in mind that in our Western culture, the average age for a girl to start her period is 12 years old, although it can start as young as eight and um, come as late as 16. So on the outskirts of those are there less um, there's you know less girls, but I I am seeing more and more. I'm in a few groups with with mothers, and I am seeing more and more girls who are nine, ten <clears throat> starting. So it's definitely not unusual for them to start younger, which is all the more reason to make sure we're having conversations and having ongoing conversations, not just about her period, but also about all these other changes that I'm going to talk about, just so she knows that what she's experiencing is natural and it's normal and what to look out for if things aren't going so well or what the uncommon things are that might show that there is something to look into a little bit uh, more. So um, these seven signs that we're going to look at is uh, there's no right and wrong about the order that it comes in. Every girl's different and every girl is different and they will experience these things at different times. So some of these things might even come after their period has started but um, it can really be a good sign to make sure that we are prepared and that we have all of the all of the items that we need, that we've got the pads or whatever products that you're going to use, um, and that we're talking about it. So the first sign is that her breasts start to grow. So this starts off with the breast buds, which are actually just under the nipple, and they become quite hard. So um, they, it feels like a lump. So don't be alarmed if you if you feel like if there is a, a like a lump there under her nipple. This is the start of the breast bud, and this can be sometimes quite uncomfortable for them, especially if they are more prone to um, pain sensitivity. It can be quite uh, sensitive and um, tender for them. So um, 
my oldest daughter is a redhead and apparently redheads experience pain a lot more. So their pain, pain threshold is, um, is a lot lower than, than other people, That's which is unusual. Um, but I know that when she started, her breast buds started to, to develop, she did really experience tender breasts and we had to see if there were ways that we could help her around that. So um, I did uh, try to get her to use evening primrose oil, which is is a good way, but my daughter doesn't like to swallow anything. So tablets were a no-no and then she just wouldn't have it. So, you know, we try these things, doesn't always turn out. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so if they are getting tender, something like a um, evening primrose oil can help that that tender. And that's even going through all of, um, all of you, you know, when you experience breast tenderness uh, later on in life and as you go through your, your menstrual cycle if breast tenderness is something that you experience evening primrose oil can be something that can take away that um that tenderness so um the breasts start to bud generally about two to three years before you might start your period it can be longer for some girls, it can be shorter, but generally the breast budding is definitely one of the first signs before a period will come. So they'll get the bud, breast bud, which is that hard lump, and then they'll start to develop what looks a bit more like a breast from there. So the second sign is that they become sweatier and oilier. So you might notice that their hair or their skin looks a little bit more oilier. You might notice that um, their hair even starts to smell a little bit more. My children don't really wash their hair very often and um, they haven't needed to, to be honest. They're, because it doesn't produce a whole lot of grease and oil oiliness, they haven't had to wash their hair all that often. Uh, but now as they go through puberty, they will start to produce a bit more oils. And so they, if they don't wash their hair as often, it might become a bit more smelly. That can be um, one of the signs that puberty is, uh, is changing, is, is happening. Um, and yes, and they also might get some more breakouts and little pimples around their face with the oiliness around their face. Um, also sweatiness so it's more sweaty underarms so they might start to need to make sure they have a shower each day and, um, and use a deodorant so with deodorants one of the things that's really important to look out for especially for our young girls is to make sure that the deodorants we use we don't use an antiperspirant because most of those contain aluminium or parabens, and we use a deodorant that is um, natural, um, that doesn't have any of the parabens or aluminium that actually interferes with our estrogen levels. So when things mimic estrogen, and they um, it, it causes uh, an excess of estrogen, which can cause hormone imbalance, and that can lead to a number of the number of side effects, which often turns up in the menstrual cycle but also can have a um, can have an effect on a whole lot of other other things. So looking for a product or a deodorant that doesn't contain mainly alumin and parabens are the ones that we want to keep away from with um, with 
uh, with deodorants. And personally, for me, I am a sweater. I sweat a lot. <laughs> My hands and feet often will sweat and I tend to sweat a lot. So um, I, I've found, I've tried a lot of natural deodorants. Some of them have not worked at all. Um, but one that I found works for me is a product called Nopong, which is an Australian product. Um, but I, again, I know that this has worked for some for some people and hasn't worked for others. So it might be a bit of trial and error to find out what's the best for you. But one thing too is to be an example, be an example to them here. I know that for my daughter, she's seen me and even my husband is on to, to these now and he's really happy with them. Um, so they see us using them. But I know that there are some mums that, and even my own daughter said, oh, can I have something different because, you know, they want to have the sprays that smell. And so we just, we try to educate them on finding alternatives that are better for our bodies. And we talk about, we talk about how these products can interfere with, with our bodies and how we don't um, want the, want the, the side effects that can come with those but it can can be a tricky topic with some girls because or even some boys because you know everyone else uses a spray product that it smells good or whatever so be an example and um you know make sure that you are also looking after your body the best you can too um so another sign that she's going to be starting her period is with a growth spurt so you'll notice that her hands and feet get a lot bigger and that she will grow a lot bigger as well. So some girls grow 10 centimeters in the year before they start their period. So that's a decent amount of growth. Um, and that they would al almost be at their adult height by the time they, their period comes. So there won't be a lot of growing afterwards. Um, there still will be some, but they'll be nearer to their to their um, adult height. So keep an eye out for when she's going through growth spurts as well. Um, another, the next sign that her period will be coming soon is that she'll be getting more hair. So first of all, it'll be hair on her arms and, and her legs will get a lot thicker and that can start quite quite young in the, in the start of puberty. So, you know, as young as eight or, or even earlier. Um, and then she'll start to notice that there's more uh, hair around her pubic area and underarms, and these can these can occur at different times as well. I know for me, I think my I didn't get underarm hair. That would have been the very last thing that happened to me in my puberty, and that was probably quite maybe even a couple of years after I got my period. I started noticing the underarm hair, but I'd had hair in my pubic area before that. So um, the, the hair in the pubic area starts as fine um, thin hairs but it will become more longer and then it will start to develop in, into what we normally would would see as we grow older so that is um, that part so the next the next part is that they might have a bit of weight gain so you might notice that she starts putting on a little bit more weight um, and this is not only normal, but it's quite necessary for girls to go through this particular stage because they need to develop a, um, a sufficient amount of estrogen 
to build up. So before uh, puberty starts or throughout the process, uh, around six, oh, okay. So this is not only normal, but it's quite necessary for girls for sufficient amount of um, estrogen to build up so they can start their periods. And when they when the girls start having their periods, it's often that uh, they don't ovulate. So again, they're actually producing more estrogen, which again can cause weight gain. So even after they get their first period, they might start to... Um, start to put on even more weight, which is, again, it's a completely normal process. So as long as we're encouraging that they're eating really healthily, that they're drinking water and exercising, this won't be, um, this won't be a problem. So once their bodies really start getting into the rhythm of having a normal ovulatory uh, menstrual cycle so they are ovulating each cycle then their hormones balance out a lot more so the estrogen and progesterone levels will be a lot more balanced but until that time weight gain can be a symptom along sometimes along with heavy periods and cramping so it's again it's really important that we don't uh, use products so going back to we talked about deodorants that we don't use products or uh, do other things that can increase our levels of estrogen. Uh, so the more estrogen they have, the, the uh, out of balance things get. So again, making sure we use products which is with as natural ingredients as possible that don't have SLS, parabens, even BPA, um, making sure they drink filtered water, um, what other things are there? There's, there's, there's a lot of other products as well that can increase the levels of estrogen. So, but a little bit of weight gain, some weight gain beforehand is quite a normal process and is another sign that her period will start soon. Uh, and another sign is that she will start to increase the levels of cervical fluid or discharge. So they might notice a little stain in their knickers. It can, I think this can be even up to three years before they start their period. So they might notice a little kind of chalky stain, which is they might think is just a little bit of wee, but it's actually a bit of cervical, the cervical fluid and the discharge. So what can happen just before they get the period? So six weeks or maybe a few weeks out, six months out from their actual period, they may notice that this becomes a lot more like we would see fertile discharge or cervical fluid. So it might be more egg whitish. It might be a lot more stretchier. And, you know, they might go to the toilet and, and see it actually hanging from them, which is so the sixth sign that your daughter is getting nearer to her period is that her cervical fluid or her discharge will start to increase so this can start happening around the age of eight where they might start to notice a little white patch or little white chalky uh, chalky patch in their knickers um, 
this is quite normal as as young as eight and it can slowly increase right up until the time where they where their period starts so the 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 real point where you know it's going to come closer is when their cervical fluid or discharge is starting to look a lot like what we would experience during our ovulation or our fertile uh, fertile stage of our menstrual cycle so it will become um, a lot more stretchy like raw egg white a lot more slippery so they might start to notice um, slipperiness when they wiping and when they go to the toilet and they'll just notice that, that it's increasing. They might even um, notice that it, you know, they'll go to the toilet and they'll see it hanging from them. So similar to us when we are fertile, that it um, becomes a lot more stretchy. So this can be something that might be a little bit confronting for them because they haven't experienced it before. So just remind them that this is a normal, this is normal and um, uh, just a normal part of of what cervical fluid is like and that there's nothing wrong with them but also men- mention that there are signs to keep an eye out for if things are abnormal so it should not have an odor it should be clear or a slightly white color and um and like a raw egg white so that it shouldn't be clotty or foamy it should definitely not have another color or an odor to it those are things that will um, indicate that there could be something else going on. So this is really important to teach them, even not not bef- just before they have their period, but ongoing as part of their menstrual cycle. So they can know what is healthy for them and what is normal for them. So when things do go um, abnormal or when things start to change, they can be aware of those, those changes and uh, can look at things um, you know to to see if they need to talk to talk to someone about that so if they're finding it uncomfortable and they don't really like that wetness feeling panty liners are a good option again we're looking for something that is uh, disposable um, looking for something that is biodegradable and organic and you can also wear the period undies on those days too that that will take away that wet feeling or you can use the reusable cloth um, pads which a lot of the reusable cloth um, pads have liners as part of their range as well so I'll put in the show notes some of the some of the um brands that I recommend that have these great reusable products. Another thing that we need to keep an eye on with cervical fluid is that just before their period starts, it will definitely get a lot uh, a lot wetter. They'll also might notice that it's slightly tinged with a bit of pink or a bit of brown. And this is a bit, little bit of blood or a little bit of uterine Uh, uterus lining mixing in with the cervical fluid so these are all signs that she's very very close to starting her period and the seventh sign is their moods so you'll notice that as early again as as eight you might start to get a bit of attitude and and some of the moods can change however leading up to when they do get their period you they they will start to cycle through 
what we are used to cycling through ourselves in terms of if you're familiar with the phases, the four phases of the menstrual cycle or the four seasons of the menstrual cycle, if you pay close attention to your daughter's behaviours and her moods, you will see that she will start cycling through those before her period starts. So I've definitely noticed this within my own daughter. And it, and it definitely is emphasized when things like sleep is interrupted or um, dietary wise, she's not she's not great. These the, all these are things, or you know, she's had a bad day at school or things like that. They all have an impact on it as well. Um, but I definitely notice, and especially when it comes to her uh, sociability, that she definitely goes through cycles. So my oldest daughter is a very talkative, extroverted young girl. She loves to be around people, so she's generally quite chatty anyway. Um, I do notice the times when she becomes less chatty and just wants to spend more time in her room and other times where she's very much a um, wants to socialize and wants to chat and wants to talk and is quite quite happy to do so without being prompted. Um, so that that's an indicator as is uh, whether she's feeling really happy and really sociable or um, yeah she tends to get a little bit more irritated with things especially when it comes to her brothers and sisters <laughs> brother and sister um, so those are things signs that I look out for too in her moods um, and then oh, she, even she notices sometimes when she's um, she's I've asked her a question or asked her something and she snapped and then and then later on admitted that she was in a in a bad mood and so was um didn't want to answer or whatever or just you know played up just because she was in in not such a a good mood um but another thing i've noticed with my daughter as well is she really likes to tidy up and clean things in um in certain times throughout the month so this this is a very clear indicator that you're in your autumn when you're you know you're kind of nesting just before you go to have a child you become you become um, wanting to clean things up and nest and get ready to have your baby like when we are in our autumn phase or our pre-menstrual phase of our cycle we also like to have things tidied up. I become a lot less tolerant to the kids leaving things lying around. And even if it's just, you know, leaving the cushions off the couch, what is it with them taking cushions off the couch and leaving them on the floor? Sometimes it's like, oh, whatever. And other times I cannot tolerate it at all. Those times are generally in my menstrual phase or my um, autumn phase. So I've noticed that she goes through phases as well where she just has to have things really tidy. And I start noting those things down because it all will link in. So I'm keeping a close eye on her cycle so I can um, I can be proactive in how I help her, what kind of foods that I get ready for her, make sure that she gets enough sleep at certain times, um, and just uh, just help her notice those things as well. So keeping a little diary of these or keeping a um, just a little notebook or even putting them in an app yourself. And uh, you, then you can talk to them also about ways that which they can track their moods and they can start 
start noticing these things about themselves because once they do get their period, it will become a lot easier to track, keep a track of those those things, whether it be what foods they want to eat or what kind of mood they're feeling, feeling if they're sociable or not, um, if they feel like cleaning or, or they're happy just to leave things in a mess, um, if they're tolerating their siblings very well or not. Those are the kinds of things that we can really uh, keep, a, keep a track of and notice um, so we can then prepare for how months ahead once their period becomes more, uh, more regular. So those are the seven signs that your daughter's period will be coming soon. I like to use the little quote, uh, boobs, pubes, grow, flow. It's a nice little way of looking at the steps of puberty and generally things go in that kind of order. So if you're noticing those things within your daughter, then she won't be too far away from getting her period. The grow part can be quite substantial. So you're looking at a big growth spurt with all those other things uh, beforehand and um, yeah, you won't be too far away from first period. So we'll just go over them quickly again. So her breasts will start to firm up and have breast buds and then start to develop. She'll go through a really decent growth spurt. She might put on a little bit of extra weight. She will become a bit more sweatier and oilier. Uh, she will develop more hair on her arms and legs and then on her pubic area and underarms. She will uh, develop more cervical fluid and discharge and her moods will start to change. So um, those are all really good signs that your daughter's period is going to be starting soon. The one thing you can do is really ask her if she's noticed those changes, talk to her about um, the changes and um, just let her know that these changes are all completely normal and just part of, of what she's going through. One thing you can do, which I like to recommend and we, we do in our workshops, is to get out old photos of yourself around her age and talk to her about some of the stories. It doesn't even need to be related to puberty or um, or your period, but you can get out some photos and talk to her about what life was like for you at that age Tell her a few stories about, you know, that 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 time in your life. And from there you can, she might ask questions and then you might just mention on the sly or mention on the side, oh, this was about the time that I, that I got my first period. And then, you know, you're opening up another avenue to start these conversations, especially if she had been previously a little bit... Um, a little bit resistant to talking about these things. But I know from my experience that the, my kids always love seeing photos of myself and laughing at what I'm wearing or laughing at the bad haircut or asking who the people were in their photo as well. So, yeah, it's a good way to start opening conversations and just normalising all of those things that she's going through to, to remind her that you were once that age as well and you've been through those changes, you understand what it's like. So 
there we go. Those are the seven changes. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear what you think if you're noticing these things or if you have any questions, um, please let me know. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Cusp podcast. If you'd like to know more about Beyond the Cusp workshops and join in more conversations, come and join me on Instagram and Facebook under Beyond the Cusp. And if you found this helpful, I'd love if you could rate and review this podcast and share it with someone else in your life who you would think could benefit. I look forward to seeing you next time.